The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. To episode 10 of Your Average Ordinary. I'm your host, Dan Torres. Um, just want to take a second before we get started this week to thank all the viewers of this show. Um, we made a huge jump this past month, and it was really, really cool to see. I was blown away last month when I first got the numbers, and this month it, it did way better than even that did. So thank you to everybody who's taking the time to do this. I mentioned last week I hate the sound of my own voice. So the fact that people are listening and tolerating it every week is really it, it's special to me. So thank you so much. Um, Randy was supposed to come on this week. Uh, his balls are in Jonna's purse. Uh, <laughs> but I'm actually kidding. She's finishing up her exams and shit this week, and her boy Elliot's getting married. So it was just complicated this week. Um, but he will be in next week. In the meantime, I have my second repeat guest on this show. And I couldn't ask for a better one to get started with this week. My boy Texas Dave is back. Welcome, buddy. I missed you. It's so nice to be back. It's so nice to see you, dude. I, just, I love you. It's been a couple of weeks. I I uh, I saw you at Daddy Prosper a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Got some bomb wings while Those we were wings there. Wings were just so dank they slapped. Prosper Brewing in North Tonawanda. This is a free plug right now. If you're looking for the best wings in North Tonawanda, 100%. Prosper Brewing has them. Climax make... is really good. Yep. We got places around like Dwyer's has really good wings. Prosper Brewing, try their wings at least once. And they're small, so support them, man. Yeah, it's good. And they make their own beer, and that's what's nice. Like you go to you know other these other places in NT they don't make their own beer, so it's just a leg up. They're yeah. good. They're new. Support them. They're great. Exactly. Daddy Prosper. But we saw the what we sat there that night and we watched the Sabres almost blow uh a huge lead they yeah. had in like the last couple of seconds. It was uh Uka Pekalunin's like first or second game, I yeah. think. And I think it might have been his first game, and they were up so much, it definitely was his first game. <laughs> they almost blew it. Classic Sabres fashion. Jesus Christ, what happened to them? Um, the day they didn't sign Drury and Briere was the day they they were cursed. Yeah, and here we are. It, it's crazy to think about because you and I are sitting here in in our old middle school. It's crazy to think about when we were in middle school and the difference of the Buffalo Sabers then. It's crazy to the Buffalo Sabers now. Like they were yeah. in every week. Like when I would hang out with like. Steve and like Tom and like you and like people like that. You guys would always want to watch the Sabres game on Friday nights because mm-hmm. like they were always on. And I always wanted to watch SmackDown. And I couldn't <laughs> fucking watch SmackDown because you no. guys are like always wanted to watch the game. And you got to remember, we graduated in 2007 from middle school. Yeah. The 0506 Sabres were the so best team good. in 
like the history of the team. So imagine wanting to watch, you know, guys in tights wrestle each other over the oh five oh six eight. Uh Rey Mysterio okay, over yeah. the you know I agree though. The, the, Undertaker, the old, old WWE was two thousand five, two thousand six Undertaker is like one of the best mm. eras of the dead man you could get. Yeah, no, WWE back then actually was super dope. It, it was it was yeah. great all around. Great great like great wrestlers, just a great storyline every week. It was good. But the O five oh six Sabres I know. I'll never forget it, man. Like now that we're sitting here, it brings back memories. Like our seventh grade year, mm-hmm. the Sabers were playing the Senators, and everyone wanted the Sabers. And then there's TJ, and he's rooting for the <laughs> Ottawa Senators. He brings a broom <laughs> to school, saying, "Hey, we're gonna sweep you guys." I'm like, ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And we've been cursed pretty much since around then. I so. forgot he did that. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. There's always got to be one person that it, does that's that. That's just TJ, though. That's yeah. our buddy. He's just got to go against the grain. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, we love him. But. The one time we were supposed to go to a, uh, a Goo Goo Dolls concert, and Daughtry was going to be there. And uh, I remember TJ was like, I'm only going to go if I could bring a sign that says, I hate Daughtry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, everyone's got to have one of those friends in their group, Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Like, everyone's got that friend in the group that, like, they – don't know if they really like but they hang out with anyway and then they got that friend in the group that like just always has to just go against the grain well that's tj that's tj you know, we he's, love he's him the one he's great to... we like to hang out with him but he's that guy that likes to go against what everyone else wants to do just because mm. he's tj who's your friend that like you kind of didn't get along with but you were around like you tom. just said tom that was tom i mean like we don't talk anymore you know we got older things happen but he was a good friend growing up, but, like, we always fought. Yeah. We, you know, it was that one guy that we were just always getting fights and stuff. I, it's funny because I feel like Kanicki was that way with me. Mm-hmm. Like, me and him always. In like, middle school, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we always kind of went at it for no reason at yeah. all. And, like, it's so funny because, like, after eighth grade, the one day we were all hanging out at Steve's and I was walking with him. I was like, I don't know why we ever, like, bickered so much and stuff. Like, I always really liked you. And he was like, yeah, me too. I don't know what it was. Dude, we had the same 25 kids in our grade for nine years yeah through eighth grade like we were family to the point where we all just messed with each other it's so weird thinking about that like yeah we every we talked about this the last time you were on but all our families checked in on each other so much we always knew like what was going on with everybody and if people needed more support than like other times that's what's great about like you know like nt i just feel like we went to a great middle school and you know and it's cool you know recording this podcast here in the school and I feel like everyone that we went to school with is just pretty close. Like, who's friends with their middle school friends? I know. Like, honestly, anyone that's listening to this is probably like, nope, not, not, not me. No, not <laughs> a know? lot of people are. It's yes, it's yes. just like, it's just our friend group that has yeah. stayed so solid throughout Super these solid years. group. Yeah, it's Super weird. Solid. And and we've mentioned that in the past. But was it, so when you, um, when you went to O'Hara, because you went to Cardinal O'Hara for high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you went over there... I know that's not, like, an enormous school, but was that, like, kind of a culture shock for you, going from a class of 25 to a class of, like, It was definitely different. Um, I couldn't even imagine the, the change you went through going oh to NT High, but it, it wasn't too much of a culture shock because it was a lot of the same. You know, we went to a Catholic middle school, then I went pretty much to a Catholic high school just with more people. So it honestly was a decently smooth transition, but it was, at first it was like, wow, there's a lot of people here. Um, you know, when you go have a class of 25 kids, but you, on the other hand, you went to NT High. That's where, like, everyone in Northtown wanted to go. Dude, it was crazy. Uh, my first day I was like, 
I'm in classes with different people all the time. Like, right. I don't, I was like, I don't see the same people every day. And I just remember graduating eighth grade and I was like, Dan, you're one of my best friends, but I'm genuinely worried for you in high school. <laughs> I thought you were just going to get bullied. And I don't know why. It made no sense. Do you remember that thing TJ wrote in the back of <laughs> my uh, my goodbye thing in eighth grade? I, so do you, you remember, remember we got that uh, folder in eighth grade at the end and had our class DVD in it. Yes. Um, for those listening, I, when you were in eighth grade, you made like a class DVD and it was like a slideshow with I'm like... I'm doing that for my kids this year. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I got awesome. the idea that's, from that. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so full circle with yeah, everything. Yeah, we could jump back to that. We keep going. Um, we, we did that. So we had that DVD. We had like this picture we all took with like lollipops, which I think Dave just died over there. You I, good? Just, I, I kicked the mic back. <laughs> it's a new setup. It happens. Don't at me. Um, but we had this weird picture of us all licking lollipops. Do you remember that? I do picture? remember that. The big lollipops. Yeah, on the stairs, right across right? the street. Yeah. Yes, sir. So we had that, and then there was like a little certificate to like Texas Roadhouse or something, something like yeah, stupid like small, that. Right. Um, and then there was this little sheet at the back, and it was like. Uh, so write all your goodbyes here, like thanks for the memories or whatever. And everybody wrote there, like, "Hey, I'm gonna miss you." Like it was, it was great seeing you all these years and all that. So TJ, um, TJ wrote down, "We've had such good times" or something like that. And then he was like, "Call me if," and then he crossed out "if" and he went, "When you get beat up in I, high school." I do remember and he that. Wrote yep. his number in there. <laughs> Fucking dick. Yeah, honestly, but that's, you know, Dan, we love you, but you were the dork of the group. Dude, I, so you want to know a cool story from my first day of high school? Um, So, do you remember Brian Prock? Yes. Who went here? Yep. Really, really great guy. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know him when we were here. I mm-hmm. probably just recognized him, like, here and there, but I, yeah. I didn't know his face too well. So, the first day of high school... I get to the NT cafeteria. First off, there's a red cafeteria and there's a blue cafeteria. It's already too much. NTC, we had two tables between the boys. <laughs> and two like the pro- the biggest problem was figuring out which boy which table, table you were going to sit, sit at. at. Yeah. Even though all your friends were at either table. Yeah, it was always like you Kanicki, Steve, Jimmy, Mikey at one. Yeah. And then I felt like it was like me, TJ, Ryan, Shiro at the other yeah. one. You know? Like- so, so I look in the red. I don't even want to step in the blue. The red is big enough for me. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I know nobody here. Like, Mike, Mikey's the only person that's really in school. With and he me. was probably already popular at that point. Even he kind of was. <laughs> he kind of was. But he was also in like an opposite lunch period yeah. of me. And Mikey's like, He's always been amazing in the fact that he's been so good at um, networking and always making friends with people and stuff. But he has never once, like, been too good for me or too big for me. He has never, never, like, big-dogged me or anything like that. It has always been, like, if he's with his friends, he still acknowledges me like he would acknowledge any of it. And so that always made me feel safe. But this first day, I have nobody. So I sit at a table by myself with, like, the lunch I packed, and I just ate. And then there were, like, 20 minutes left in lunch, and I just sat there. Just looking around, <laughs> just like looking at my books or whatever, like whatever. Nerd. Yeah, and but it was like 
I was so like, I was like, what do I do here? Like, right. this is so. All of a sudden, this group of seniors comes over, and Brian Prock is one of them. Yeah, and I didn't realize it until like a couple days he later. Went, he was the in the class with my sister. I think. Yeah, yeah. So he comes over with a couple other people. I was like, what do these people want? Like, what is like what's going on? Um, so he introduces himself. He introduces all the other people. They sit down. They don't even like. They don't try to make like a huge conversation with me. They're just talking amongst themselves or whatever and all that. So they get up and they're about to walk away. And Brian turns back. He's like, he's like, so you're sitting with us tomorrow. So come sit with us. I was like, that's super cool. Okay. So the next day I came over and I was like, uh, hey. So I was told to like sit with you guys were <laughs> and like he was like yeah dude sit down so That's like cool. and then he like he introduced me to a bunch of seniors he knew a bunch of the juniors he knew so That's like cool. he like he taught me how to make make rounds Honestly, in the lunchroom and like do things like that and then once i started making my own friends it was like mm-hmm. i would like go and visit them and stuff like yeah. that and then just it, sit it, with my and own honestly, friends honestly like stuff. you're in middle school and you look at high school and you hear the cliches you hear the clicks you hear all those things it's really not like that it can be to an extent but like People aren't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they aren't that bad. I will never there's, forget that. Yeah. Because he did not have to do that for me. Yeah. Yeah. He could have looked in and been like, huh, that kid's sitting alone. Like, that stinks. But but yeah. he didn't. He took it upon himself to be like, that's someone I recognize from when I like, was being in, uh, in that position. When I was in, in high school, I was, uh, I was a junior when there was a guy, there was a kid, a ninth grader. There was a bunch of ninth graders. They, like, mixed the lunches up. Mm-hmm. And... There was a kid that was getting made fun of so bad because he just wanted to sit on the floor. Yeah, he, he had you know he had something wrong with him. He, yeah, he was, he was a cool kid. He was fine. He was just to himself, but he just wanted to sit next to the heater. I don't know. He was cold. Whatever. Like yeah. he's not hurting anyone. He was sitting on the ground. He's just like reading a book. Like he's whatever. comfortable. Like he's comfortable. So I'm a junior at this point, and I don't know. I was kind of a, of an asshole. I mean, I'm still am. But <laughs> there's these other ninth no graders, comment on that. <laughs> right? So these these other ninth graders like making fun of them, like actively making fun of them, and I was like, "All right, well, I have to do something." I just felt like that was my. I just I saw it. I had to do something. So I walk over to the kid, and chick. Uh, oh, Cardinal O'Hara was known for their chicken patties. That's just like that was. Their Dude, lunch. they were good. I remember shadowing yeah. there. And yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that that was like their always their alternative lunch. So, Bruh. so the kid so had a good. chicken patty, and I go up to him. He's sitting there as he's pointing at the kid laughing, and I t- go into his lunch. I take the chicken patty, and I just smacked him in the face with it. And, like, everyone just looked at me, and I was like, why are you messing with someone that's not defending themselves? I was like, relax. And, like, I'm at O'Hara. This, yeah. this is a Catholic school. Not one adult said anything to me. And then I just sat back down. Good for you. <laughs> like, you know, and that story is like, you know, I'm kind of an asshole, but I felt like it was like you the right thing to something. do. You said something. Yeah. You like, know, that's and, something. Uh, you got to stand up and do that. And, like, that. your story just made me think of that. I honestly kind of forgot about it. But that story of, like, hey, Brian Proc, like, kind of welcomed you in. And, like, that's how I felt I kind of was my junior and yeah. senior year. Like, I felt like I was more welcoming than I was maybe my first couple years. Yeah. It's uh, a good way to be. And I like to think that I've done that mm-hmm. to other people and that I've paid that forward. And, like, you know, you work at a school now. And and so do I. Mm-hmm. So like you know, one thing I try to stress out is just the the big anti bullying. It's just like you know why why you got to mess with people? Like, yeah, just be friends with everybody. You know, and, I know. There, one of my kids recently was uh, he was pushing around his brother, and he was it was his older brother he was pushing, and he was mm-hmm. like, 
uh, he was like, I'm mad because he's older than me. And I was yeah. like, so you like beating up on bigger kids? He was like, yeah. I was like, you want to fight me? <laughs> and he was like, no. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, so why are you picking fights with people that are bigger than you? Because one day you're going to run into something that you 100%. can't that you can't defend yourself from. Oh, shit. So this made me think of this. This is a totally different story. This is way off topic, but it just made <laughs> me think of. So this is one of the times I was most scared in my entire life. Oh, gosh. So I was at the Denny's on Delaware Avenue. Have you ever been to that one? Why would I be there? Because, <laughs> I don't know, you went to Canisius and you were in that area, maybe? I mean, I guess. Yeah. Denny's? Um, so it's the worst Denny's in Buffalo. Like all of the Denny's are the worst Denny's. Yes, but like if you need like breakfast food and you need it quick, <laughs> why like, would I ever it. need it quick? <laughs> I don't know. I eat breakfast food all the time. Me and Julie love breakfast food. I don't know what to tell you. We love it. <laughs> I guess we love it, and it's there at like ten thirty. Imagine at night. just like being in a situation where like I need breakfast food right now, like oh right this second. God. Like imagine, and you're, I don't know. Maybe you're just a psycho who doesn't like breakfast all the time. Do you ever? Think I don't. I to be fair, I don't eat breakfast, so maybe I don't understand. I don't know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, to explain to you as well as the other viewers out there, the Denny's on Delaware is significantly worse than all the other Denny's in Buffalo. Fair enough. Um, so Julie and I are there. We're having like our Grand Slams or whatever. Or we're ordering or we're talking. And there's this guy sitting uh, with his wife or his girlfriend, his significant other. And uh, they're sitting. They're trying to enjoy their meal. And I don't know what these kids are at the next table are saying about them, but these kids are going at them like super hard, like being super obnoxious, like saying all this dumb stuff, like all this. Right. And you can see the guys getting more and more mad, right? Um, so then eventually he says something, and they're all like, oh, yeah, like what are – I'm like, he's just getting more and more pissed off. So at one point, like Julie has her back to that guy and his uh, significant other – and I'm like, I have a view of them because I'm on the other side of the booth. Yeah. And this man stands up. <sighs> Dave, this dude was like six foot seven. Oh, God. And like 300 pounds ripped. Like, wow. Like, ripped. And as soon as he stood up, this wasn't even voluntary. I just went, oh. <laughs> and Julie went, <laughs> Julie went, what? I went, that is the biggest man I've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life. And, like, the way he just stood there for a second, I thought he was going to walk over to the table and just start throwing them down, like, (laughs) Old West style, where he was just throwing, like, throwing things. Just throwing (laughs) throwing things. Pianos playing in the background, like, like, just, like, getting tossed, getting... Picking up a guy with one hand. Yeah. But, like, he just, he ended up just, like, Getting up and just going to the bathroom and then coming back and sitting down, mm. but just him doing that shut him made up. them shut up. Yeah. And I was just that moment made me so scared for my life to the point where oh, at yeah. the end of the thing I wanted to be like, just so you know, you would have been totally justified if you did. So. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, dude. <laughs> I totally get it. Like honestly, like that's just, that's just that's that's awesome. Bad, uh, but that's like. That that thing with the the kids made me think of that because you got to instill it you to know, them while they're little. A hundred percent, and like that's that's my job as I feel like a teacher is to just instill, still like teach kids to just love each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know, I got to teach the content, but I feel like I want to teach them to be good people. More. Yeah. Um, but like you mentioned earlier about the the eighth grade, you know, CD that we had, you know, from the class. Yeah. Like, 
and my eighth graders, I've had them for three years. So my first year teaching, I was a sixth grade teacher. Then I moved up and I became the seventh and eighth grade social studies teacher. So I've had the same group of kids for three years. Ugh. They graduate in like six weeks. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I'm a grown man. I've cried like five times in my life. And Ugh. I know I'm going to cry on that day because I, I look at them as my children. Like they're my kids. Um, so I decided to put together what we had. Um, That's I so had the awesome. kids, you know, vote for, you know, those class superlatives like best hair, like most likely to drop their phone in the toilet, um, just like random things like that. And I'm, I'm putting together a video for them. Um, I have them since, you know, most of the kids are either all virtual, having them send me like, a you know, a portrait of themselves or a picture of themselves and a quote they want to be remembered by. Um, and I'm, I'm putting together just me by myself. No help. I'm putting together this whole video for them. Um, and I want to burn it for him just like we had in that eighth grade video, because like even us like years later, we've gone back and watched that video. It's yeah, just, it's something to be, you know, that's cool for them to remember them. And, you know, this year was was a horrible school year for them. Oh, they did, so imagine rough. being in eighth grade and you can't even hang out with your friends. I can't even imagine. I can't like imagine not being able to walk at my graduation. No, in like our like eighth grade year, like. We felt like we were on the top of the mountain. Oh, it was the best. We could do whatever we wanted to do in this school. That's how it felt. And, like, we got to see our friends. And imagine being robbed of that because of COVID. I know. It sucks. So, you know, the the least I can do is put together a video for them to be, you know, to remember the Mm -hmm. school and remember their time there. So Yeah. That's so good of you. And I I feel like, like I said before, that's so full circle that you get to come back and do that. Yeah, you know, and and 100% was the the school we came from. That's that's where I got the idea. And the kids were excited for it. So Mm -hmm. I told them, I'm like, any any pictures you have from when, you know, all the years here, send me them. I can use them in the video. And they were all excited about it. So I'm really looking forward to do that because I just feel like, you know, it's a good memento to kind of have, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good for you, Dave. That's really, really cool that you're doing that. Yeah, I, I, that I I'm really excited to do it, but I promise, man. I, if you want to watch a grown man cry, you're gonna watch me on that day they graduate. Dude, cause... that's how that's how I'm gonna be <laughs> at like I don't know if they do a third grade graduation, but even at kindergarten. Sometimes do moving up days, yeah. Dude, even in the kindergarten graduation, yeah. my freaking kindergartners are so cute. Yeah, they're so freaking cute. Yeah, man. Like all of like I just know it's that. It's just you, and you mm-hmm. you're like me. You can get emotional on those things. Like I really don't cry. But but three years, you know, yeah. they're my first class, they're my first class I've ever had. They taught me how to be a teacher. Yeah. You know, That's so, so dope. I, I'm really looking forward to watching them graduate. But at the same time, I'm like, please don't go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're all I know. Is it weird being back in this building now that you're a teacher? It is. I have like a newfound respect for the people that taught us. Yeah, a me little too. bit. You know, like when we came, you know, we were, you know, we went to a decent school. We never like were acted out of line. You know, not at our school. Cause yeah, there were certain kids that did, they but they did, didn't stay but long. They didn't stay long, and you know, the kids that did act out in reality didn't act out really that bad compared to schools today. I don't know. There was someone definitely lit their paper on fire. In one of the classes, that I think I they got remember. expelled for that. <laughs> well, that, that was that was the grade above us, I think. Okay, yeah, maybe, yeah. But even then, it's just like what that what's that one situation? Yeah, exactly. You know? and That's it's, like the one I can remember. It is weird being here, though, knowing like you know when I was in middle school, like I didn't know what I was going to do. And no. I'm a teacher. I walk back in here, and it's just like. I, I look at every classroom. I remember every teacher that was in every room, and it's just like wow, like they inspired me to do what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, in some way that's you know? how i feel it's it's weird coming uh here every friday after i get done with a week of school because yeah. it's like it's like i get to do like my job i get to be around my kids and then i come here 
Mm-hmm. And it's like I remember yeah. all of it, and I come back to that place you know, where I was here. And in, in this middle school is like the, I have the best me- – I learned so much from this school. Like I got to high school, and like I had some phenomenal teachers in high school. I did too. I, I will die on the ledge that I learned more in my middle school than I did in high school. I felt way more prepared for yeah. high school than a lot of people and, were. And like so when I was in college once, they asked me, they're like, you know – Dave, why did you why did you want to become a teacher? They ask you that in these in these college courses, mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't hesitate. There's really two reasons. One, I've had some teachers that are so bad to where I was like, if I have kids, I don't want them to have these kinds of teachers. Yeah, they throw you a packet. They're not personable, like whatever. But then there was one time, my senior year, we had something called a hawk walk. Have you ever heard of that? Um, I think I have. It's it's like a fundraising event at Cardinal Hera. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. My dad used to do caricatures for that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's a big thing. Um, in the you know the one year it started to pour, and it was a day where you could dress down. You wore you could wear you know hoodies, hats, whatever. But because it was raining, they decided to like change the events where a lot of it was in the school. So. I'm wearing my hat in the building because, you know me, I always have a hat. I'm a hat guy. Right. I always have a hat on. And a teacher rips the hat off my head. And you know me. Oh. Exactly. So I'm like, okay. I look. I take three steps back. I rip my hat back out of his hand, and I go to catch up with my friend. So it looks like I'm running away like I did something wrong. Yeah. But I'm taking back the hat I'm allowed to wear in the building to catch up with my friends. So the teacher chases me. He runs after me, pushes me into a locker, and yells at me and takes the hat back. Well, my buddy was recording the whole thing. Oh. So imagine seeing a teacher push a kid into a locker. Do you think that's a good thing? No, not necessarily. You could nope. lose your job for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's, that's really bad. And it was a camera. traumatic experience on my part. Like, having a teacher that I kind of looked up to, I didn't really like that much, but, like, he's a teacher. You look up to him. Yeah. Actually, push me into a locker. So, you know, that was kind of like, that. I tell that story every time I was in a college class. And they're like, why do you want to become a teacher? And I'm like, because there's guys like that out there that are teachers. Like, I could never imagine doing that. No, I couldn't either. And, like... You know, that was just like a big thing. But, you know, I look at that as a blessing because it's like now I got a job that I actually like and it's because of a situation like that. Yeah, I think in general, a lot of people just get complacent and they forget Mm. why they started doing something in the first place. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think it's important to to like go back to what got you to certain things. And it's like, did you ever watch The Breakfast Club? Yeah. It's like the janitor telling the principal, the principal is like. The kids change, man, and the and the janitor's like, the, the kids change or did you, you change? change? Yeah, you know, and it's it's a, it's a good point. Yeah, it's like the kids don't change, man. Like they're, they're the same kids, but it's the same. You kids. get complacent in your job, and you kind of lose the reason why you went into it. Yeah, um, and I could solemnly promise I will never lose that because like I love the kids. You know? Yeah, exactly. But, Jeez, man, it's it's crazy to think of how far we've come. It's crazy, dude. Doesn't it feel like yesterday we were like just shooting like random videos off our phone in your backyard? Oh my like... god, <laughs> so many random videos. Yeah. Uh, I remember this one video that you took of Steve and Sister Joanne's room downstairs. I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> oh, I remember some. It's something I can't say, but it was something something pretends to be Justin Timberlake, and um. 
it was like Steve just like doing all these stupid dance moves and like doing all these dumb faces that like yeah. all and I like, do remember this. Do you remember? How this? do you remember that? Like. I, it's, you have a memory. That's it's crazy. a my brain is a filing cabinet. I don't it know, really like, is. You know what? You're the guy where like any of us have like uh like we're trying to think of something that happened in the past. We text you and then you know immediately. Yeah, it's weird because like I remember that now that you said that that <laughs> would have I would have never remembered that if you didn't bring that up. I don't know why I remember it, but it was just like stupid videos like that always make me laugh so hard and reminisce so hard because right. like they were just dumb things we did and like we love doing. Our bikes were like freaking Maseratis to us at the time. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like we went. How many times did we just like cruise NT on our on I our bikes? Was ripped back in the day because I rode my bike so much. Yeah, me too. Like I had like a genuine six pack. Yeah, I was a kid. I was in eighth grade, but like we rode our bikes so much to where like when I started to get fat, I was like, "What the heck's going on?" And I realized <laughs> I stopped riding my bike. That's how much we rode it. I know. I had my favorite bike get stolen in at the end of eighth grade. I remember that, and yep. that was like yeah, I remember that. That's when I stopped riding it because it was like I love that bike so much, and yeah. something about like having another that, bike. Yeah, it it just killed the joy for me because yeah. like that I never. Yeah, I just never had the same thing. Yeah. But those girls were assholes. They walked up Steve's driveway. Yeah, I was. We were all there, weren't we? Uh, yeah, I'm I was. Sure, like, they... I think it was me and Steve that were. there Oh, and then maybe the you told a story. Yeah, that's, I think I told it's one of those things where I felt like I was there because I heard the story. Yeah, so many times. it but. sucked. But like, whatever. That's it. that you get over it. But like, hey man, if they had to steal that bike, they probably needed it a lot more than you did. No, they probably didn't. They were probably <laughs> assholes. I was trying to make it like a positive note, but no, they probably were. I appreciate assholes. it. Someone like my freshman year took all the bikes on the bike rack and like flipped them over so yeah. that they were over the thing. And it was, I'll never forget. It was the shittiest thing having to get my bike off of that and flip it back around. <laughs> oh, you were one of those kids, <sighs> man. You really were bullied, huh? No. I- no, <laughs> I really wasn't that much. I've yeah. always been someone that's like kind of gotten along with most people. Yeah, you are, you are really personable. Yeah, right? but like there are some like I mean, that's just the natural act of high school. I, I've had some people that I've had problems with, but any of the people that I've had problems with, it's been like because like they're actually dumb people. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just that's just how it I'm is. not a malicious person at all. Like not I, at I all. don't try and have like, problems, but like. Yeah. Some people are just stupid. They're dicks. They're dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are <laughs> giant assholes. Yeah. And what are you going like, to do? You can't change the way they are. They're unhappy with their life. <laughs> I think I told you, but I hit Daybreak 2.0 today, and I had a kid uh, pull the fire alarm at school. And it's just any time that incident ever happens, I just think of you because of the story you told last time. I remember that. Do you want me to retell it? I so the quick version of it is Dave accidentally pulled the fire alarm in fourth grade <laughs> and kind of got flipped out on a little. Everyone bit. thought I did it on purpose, and I like I will die saying it was an accident. Yeah, you know? he ge- he genuinely it didn't do it accident. on purpose, oh. but like it was a total accident. But like, the, and this kid today definitely did it on purpose. Oh he, yeah, he totally one hundred percent did it. But like the first person I told about it when I figured it out was Dave because I was like, he it's appreciate this so bad. Yeah, you're like, you'll appreciate this story. Yeah, a kid pulled a fire alarm. And I'm like, you are a asshole, Dad. I was like, come on, I didn't do it on purpose. It was a genuine accident. <laughs> You're probably sitting there like, how do you do it on accident? Well, it was an accident. I know, but, but I was, I know, I was right there when it had. Like, I knew it was an accident. I saw yeah. your reaction right away. But it was, it was just so funny to see. That yeah, shit. it was, a, it was a genuine accident. It was crazy. And honestly, the way you say that's funny because, like, 
every year I get like, you know, a new class. Like, yeah, I've had the same kids for three years, but I teach two, two grades. So I always have had a new class every year. And in the beginning of the year, on my way to work on that first day, mm -hmm. I look up. I say a prayer, and I go, please don't give me any Dave Bricks. <laughs> <laughs> I just say it. I'm like, I don't want any kids like me. Because I know the ki I knew the type of kid I was. I was I was too smart yeah. for my own good to where like I knew what teachers could do. Kids and are would, smart, dude. Yeah, I would like I, I if I if a teacher was cool, I respected them. But if a teacher was not, I would I would not make their life easy. Like and I just, just I <laughs> There were definitely some teachers you definitely made their lives a living hell oh, a yeah. little bit. There was a teacher I had in high school, straight up favorited like so many kids, did not like me. <laughs> And I could, I know right now, off the top of my head, that that guy could not wait till I graduated. Oh, because probably. I made his life like a living hell for four years. But I'm <laughs> like, you can't favorite like six kids and not, you know, treat everyone the same. Yeah, I didn't like that. Um, so how did you meet Metro in high school? I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but you know, it's funny. So my buddy Metro, Matt, his name's Matt Maraki. Shout out, young Metro. Um, he was actually like the first friend I made in high school. Um, and he was a little bit bigger than me, like he, like in terms of like muscle, like he, he was just like a bigger kid. I thought you were gonna say in terms of stomach, but no, no, no. I mean, yeah, he's got a little gut now, but I mean, we don't we all a little. <laughs> oh man, he's throwing I shade at you, you Matt. Matt. I fucking no, love you. That, that's our joke with Matt, though. But honestly, like he was the first, the first friend I really made in high school. Um, he was just like a nice kid and. Uh, I met him in Miss Doctor's bio class, and we would just laugh at the same stupid shit. <laughs> and then like. It got to the point where I found out he played PlayStation. And I was like, I like, yo, I'm about to buy a PlayStation. And then we started playing Call of Duty all the time. And here we are in 2021, and we still play Call of Duty. Yeah, like, he's, and now he's a full on, full fledged member of the squad. Yeah, like, he, he is. You know, the squad. I, he, he, you know, he, he's a good guy. He really. Is. I love he, him. He man. means well. He's got a good heart. He's, he's so genuine, and he he, is genuine, you can tell man. he just cares about you. Even the other day, yeah. he just texted me. I don't know where he's like, I love you, buddy. And yeah. I was like, I love you too. He's like, a good guy, man, yeah. and he's always been like that. And like, you know, we've gone obviously. Like, he, you know, I knew him in high school. We've gone years without talking, but you know, to have that guy like that friendship. Everyone's probably got that friendship where you can like not talk to someone for a while, and then you talk to him, and it's like your best friends. Again. Yeah, and, like, yeah, that, absolutely. That's me and Metro. That's me and Matt. Like he's he's such a good dude. I you know he's I probably will die being friends with him. You know, yeah, we'll see where life takes us. But your banter back and forth is like yeah, some of the we, funniest things. You know, ever. me and him are so good at Call of Duty Warzone together, but like. We just shit talk each other while we play the whole time. The whole they're time, just, they're it's all about who's gonna be doing other. better. And you know what, Dan? <laughs> who's always at the top of the leaderboards? <sighs> You're always at the top of the leaderboards. <laughs> always, brah. <laughs> like, no, I really am. The but, top of the <laughs> leaderboards, Dan. I'm on the top of the leaderboards. But it's just so funny because it's it's an inside joke. But I, I, there's probably so many people that know what Call of Duty is, know what Warzone is, listening to this, and they can appreciate that. Like me and Matt, we just shit talk each other. Yeah. And then there's Dan at the bottom of the list. But you know what? He plays the game. I I'm good at certain things though. I'm good at being bait. Uh, oh yeah. I'm good at call outs. I'm yeah. really good at call, uh, like yep. calling out situations and letting people know I where people are. Absolutely love following Dan. And knowing he's going to get in a fight with someone and then, like, letting the guy shoot Dan and then killing the guy. It's always because I use the guns I like and not the freaking meta guns everybody's using. Yeah, you you don't use meta guns. I, I appreciate yeah. that. But it's all strategy, and I know 
when you're gonna die, yeah. and I know when I'm gonna kill the guy that kills you, and it's a good scene. But we got something working for us. We know? we always do. I mean, we have so many wins as a squad that we it's have crazy. to have something yeah. going for it's us. It's definitely at this point. It's, it's fun. It's a fun game. My my one of my favorite uh, games ever was the game we played after the Bills beat the Ravens this year mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah, and we had that last one, and I was like. I'll play my best game if you play your best game. And you were like, all right, bet. And we went out there and we, like, smoked everybody. No oh shit. Oh, my God. I don't even remember so that, fun. but that sounds about right. It was right. so funny. And that, then I was like, Alan Diggs. Alan Diggs. Alan baby. Diggs. Did you see um, Diggs' tweets about Beasley today? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really cool yeah, that Cole, he puts him over like Cole that. Beasley's, like, playing with a, a broken leg no one even knew. Yeah. And Diggs is like... This is insane. I know. Like, he, who does that? He even said at a point, he was like, I thought I was tough for playing through a torn oblique. He's like, I had a torn oblique in the playoffs, and I played through it. And he was like, I can't believe that his ass played with a broken leg the entire time. Dude, the time. Buffalo Bills are for real. <sighs> so I love good. that. My volleyball team, because I play volleyball twice a week, mm-hmm. our one team name is Josh Allen, his daddy. <laughs> because he is. <laughs> he is daddy. <laughs> He's Nick Wright's daddy. Yeah. He oh, will always dude, be He will always be I Nick Wright's daddy. So I know. That's... I, I can't stand him it's at the all. Same guy that won't stop talking about LeBron James every second. Too. Oh my god, he's a, he's one of those guys that I feel like whatever's trendy, yeah. he's always like on the trendy bandwagon. One hundred percent. Like will always be like the guy that like like so many people that doubted Allen this year with things. I don't know how people can get out of this season and still say he's not good. It's insane. I, it, you know what? I will say this: if he can do somewhat similar to what he did last year, there's absolutely no reason to trash talk him. No way. Because, like, I can understand maybe a fluke year. That happens. That does. But, like, Josh Allen was so good last year. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. If he does this, even not even the same, if he does somewhat similar to what he did last year, like, that's solid. Yeah. He's good. He's handsome. He's so handsome. I I just, if Josh Allen ever listens to this podcast, I hope he'll just come over to my house and out I hope he does. Yeah. I will, we'll, we'll run some Warzone. I know he plays Warzone. Uh, yeah. We could play some Warzone with him. Yeah. Him and Diggs. 100%. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah. Josh, if you're listening, please, man. Yeah. Anybody from the Bills. He, he, he definitely is like, yo, these two dudes are losers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have 100%. Oh, he's yeah. do like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know you pay attention to football a lot more than I do. And you pay attention to the draft yeah. way more than I do. Because, like... I don't know college football as well. Yeah. Like, I, I know football pretty well at this point, like yeah. like the NFL. But college football I'm still kind of, like, weird with and, mm-hmm. like, the whole rules of the draft and right. everything. So let me ask you. I know a lot of people have been giving the Raiders shit mm-hmm. this week. What was it that they did? Do you know necessarily? I honestly don't. I haven't. Re- honestly, like, I, I do follow football. I usually do. I'm usually obsessed with the draft. Yeah. I this is the first year the Bills have been so good to where, like, I didn't really have to worry about the draft. Yeah, normally that's I'm true. I'm so invested because we are bad, mm-hmm. um, but I really haven't paid attention. But I can tell you what, the Raiders are known for just being idiots. So they <laughs> probably did something stupid. Like, honestly, it's like they trade Khalil Mack, and I don't know. This is where I wish uh, producer Matt was here. Oh, he would know. He, he would. He would absolutely one hundred percent know with this. Oh, one hundred percent. He's a, he's so good with that stuff. He's so smart with that. Mm-hmm. Um, a quick plug for the two point conversation. If you guys are listening, they're on our network pretty much every day throughout the week. So go check them out if you're a huge football head. Um, but yeah, I it was weird because I saw all the memes going around, mm-hmm. and it looks like they traded like 
a higher up pick for a second round pick for some reason. I've seen the memes and I yeah. think that's what it was. I saw one that was like, you know, the the Family Guy mystery box. Yeah. One, and it's like a first round pick could, you know, it could be a first round pick, but a second round pick could be anything. It could even be a first round pick. <laughs> so I think based on that <laughs> meme, sounds like they traded their first round pick pretty much got a second round pick. Oh my god. That's one of the best jokes on Family Guy. Oh, it's so done. The, yeah. It, a boat's a boat, but the mystery box could be anything. It could even be a boat. It could even be a boat. <laughs> And then they open the mystery box. It's just like two tickets to a comedy club. <laughs> it's like, oh. It's everyone's and, driving and then, the and then they do a cutaway ba- right back to that scene 30 yeah, seconds 30 after seconds later. Remember that one time we were going to get the boat? And, and then they go right back into it. It's so <laughs> funny. It is funny. Do you watch um, any of the newer episodes of that show at all? Not, not really, no. They're still pretty good. There are yeah. some things that I laugh at. But now it's to the point where you can tell that they're like, okay, what do we kind of do? You know what? This? I'm just so happy that Seth MacFarlane is... Made Family Guy, yeah, like they me kept too. sticking with it. And like one of the craziest stories that I didn't even know until a couple of years ago is he was supposed to be on one of the planes going into nine eleven. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's crazy. So you know, we almost got robbed of the comedy that he produces on Family Guy, and it's just such a cool thing to know that because he was late <laughs> to yeah. work, that you know he's still here and he can still still produce that comedy for us. Yeah, really exactly. Cool. Because because Family Guy launched a lot of. Um, show ideas through mm-hmm. things like they picked up from where like the Simpsons was oh, with their 100%. stuff and they like they had this very like no one was doing like cutaways like they were doing no. that was such a that funny was like thing a, yo, was so that funny. was like the best remember and how much it, yeah. how much we would sit and watch like family guy cutaways all oh the time oh my god all the time it's it, it's so funny it was just like a so new form of like you know cartoon humor yeah it was great exactly and now it's like it's inspired like the randomness that like Rick and Rick and Morty has yeah. in their humor. Oh man, and, like, that's a good show too. Yeah, oh, it's so good. And even like American Dad, I love American, American Dad Dad's so really much. Good too, yeah. it, and it cracks me up just because it's like the randomness of that show, and then Roger is just the weirdest character. Yeah. And Steve Smith, I always felt like I was Steve Smith. Like you that's are Steve Smith. That's a very specific thing I remember from like NTC going into early high school. Mm-hmm. Is I was like. I relate to him so much because he could never get girls. He was a giant nerd. His his dad was always, like, putting this pressure on him to, like, be this man or be, like, this manly man or whatever. Yeah, that's you. That's me. That's you. All of that is me. 100%. Like. No question. Yeah. Hangs with a weird group of people. Yeah. You, Steve, and yeah. Yeah. Like. It's fair enough. Yeah. That's you. That's me. Yeah. It is. Oh man, I'm I'm a sad individual. <laughs> anyway, but no, yeah, it, awesome. it's 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 weird hearing that story about yeah I, him almost being on that flight on nine eleven. It's crazy. It, it's it's really weird because it's just like wow, like you know that was the biggest travesty in U.S. history. Yeah, and he wasn't on that flight, and like because of that, and like obviously you know it's really sad what happened. Sad everyone lost their lives. But it's just really cool that, like, we didn't get robbed of all that comedy. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just, it's great. Like, he's just a phenomenal person at what he does. And it's just, I know. You know, Family Guy is, is just one of the funniest shows it, it is. And I don't know. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, it's weird to think about factoids like that. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're a history buff. So I don't yeah. know if you know this one or, or not already. But I remember learning in high school that. Um, there was in World War One. There was um, a French soldier, I'm pretty sure, who had um, 
the opportunity to kill Hitler while they were on the battlefield because Hitler was like on there and like he had the choice to kill him or let him go and he in let World him War One. Yeah, in World War One. I didn't know. And that he actually. was yeah, that was an actual. You can look that up because yeah. I remember confirming it after. But there was something no where like he was in a position where he could have been killed and the guy yeah. didn't. And yeah. like you think about like what if you made the choice right there? Yeah, and like someone that you know that that is what I do. I study history, and, and it is weird that I actually haven't heard that. But um, you know, when you look at someone like Adolf Hitler, it's like that guy was just a guy with power. Like it was a it was his group around him that really just let a lot of that negative and horrible stuff that happened. But yeah. Crazy, like it, when you think of that stuff. Yeah, it's it's terrifying how things just hmm, change like the it. butterfly effect. Yeah, you do one thing and it changes the whole outcome of, of the timeline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just like shifts everything shifts into everything. a whole different perspective. Oh, one hundred percent. Um. So while we're in the studio right now and have you on the podcast, let's get a little update about your Twitch. So I know that lately, um, I know you've been kind of. You've been trucking, and things have been a little – you've kind of been I, – I feel like streaming is almost like how a, a stock market graph looks, mm-hmm. where you have your, like, your kind of comms where everything's the same for a little bit, and then there's times where it's like, hi, viewers, and you're kind yeah. of – and then you, like, plateau for a little bit. It feels like you're kind of on that plateau area right now, I yeah, would say. Is that right? Yeah, I would agree. Last time I was on here, I, I felt like I was uh, – in a better place streaming, mm-hmm. um, getting a lot of new people, um, meeting a lot of new people. And I felt like it was just like, wow, I'm growing here. And, you know, now it's just like that I've been doing it a lot longer and it's just like, I haven't really grown lately. Um, it's, it's just a grind. It's just one of those things where you have to be consistent at it. Yeah. And like now I'm like, I don't know if I have the time to really commit to this because it's just going to be a very long grind. That's understandable. And you know, and it's not even about, Oh, I want all these people in my stream, but it's just like, I would like to see some growth, Yeah, you know, here and there, but it's, you know, it's like, imagine doing the same thing three times a week and you're not getting any different production out of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the definition of insanity. Um, and that's how it makes me feel sometimes. You know, I love streaming. There's some people that always are at my stream. They sure. love my stream. I love streaming for them. It's great. Um, but it's also a thing where when I started, I set my bar of expectations really high. Mm-hmm. So when you get to that plateau phase, like you're saying, it just it's it definitely makes it a struggle to want to keep going. Sometimes, yeah, I could know? definitely say it's like a defeating feeling. It almost. is, you know, and then it makes me feel like, hey, well, you know, no, no news coming in, or you know, the people that used to watch me now they're watching other people. I'm kind of like a last resort streamer. It's like maybe I'm not doing the job. Yeah, right. you know, maybe I I'm not good enough for this stuff. I so. don't think you're a last resort streamer by any means, though. I th- I still think you have some like really fun quality content um, that is really good to watch the even mm-hmm. doing so something i wanted to mention while you were back on here um when we were on spring break together like a month ago mm-hmm. i came in and did one of your streams with you so i mm-hmm. we sat and yeah did that like, was a lot of fun yeah it was really fun but we did like what three and a half four hours of streaming or whatever Sounds about right dude that shit's hard it's a lot of work it's hard to like because you got to be focused on the game one and then you're trying to focus on the chat you're trying to like keep yeah, people entertained and, and, and like keep that's, up with 
and that's my thing is I want to entertain people less than I care about a game. Yeah. Because I just like being around people. That's just how I am. I mean, look at my profession. I, you know, I'm, I'm I, you know, as a teacher, you entertain, really. You mm-hmm. do. I mean, you're teaching content, but you're also, it's the same idea. Um, and you get it as an actor. Yeah. You know, I mean, 100%. You get that. Like, you're in front of people. Um, so I care more about the chat and I think that's what makes it defeating where it's just like, Oh, all these people come in and then they leave. And then it's just like, Oh, I'm entertaining the same three, four people. Yeah. You know, and it, and it is a lot of fun, uh, but it's just, it's just a grind. It's just a slow growth. Um, you know, I don't know how much longer I'll probably be doing it just because it's like, I don't know if I want to make that commitment. You know, sure. there's other things I feel like I could do. Um, but I do agree. I, I think my content is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just hard to get that exposure. You yeah. know, you gotta, like, I, I might try and get into the summer maybe try and, you know, a social network myself, maybe start a YouTube, like legitimately stuff like that and give it like one good push. But I think that's the hard thing too, is I feel like a lot of really popular Twitch streamers have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. too. And they're oh, also they do. doing content specifically oh, yeah. for like the page. TikTok is a big thing. Yeah. Too, and... So it's, so it's hard when you have like a job, like being a teacher or yeah. doing something full time and like those people have the time to just sit around and like do create that. ideas and like and more power to them because they've they've created mm-hmm. this whole life doing they've they've sacrificed a lot of a things lot. to be able to do and that. it's a lot of work and and honestly it's just one of those things where it's the exposure like yeah. i could be i could do the coolest thing in a game ever that no one's ever done and if people ain't there to see it no one's you've been know. saying that about Warzone too. You, you know? were like, I could have the best Warzone games ever, but if no one's no. here to see it, then... and I feel like that's a game where, like, if people actually watch me play Warzone, they'd be like, "Wow, this is a good, this is a good time." Mm-hmm. Because like, you play with me, you know. Like, I, I'm not good at many games. I'm not even trying to toot my own horn, but like, Warzone is like the one game I'm like, I clap cheeks at. Like, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, do. you, you absolutely, you know. But uh, you know, it's it's a grind. I, I love the people I've met. There's so many amazing streamers that I've met, you know, too. I could list them all, but it would just take too long. And, Mm. you know, I, it's, it is just a grind, you know, but Hey, our boy, Steve for cheese is doing really well. He's He's, doing really well. You know, he's been popping off lately. Everyone that's, you know, listening to this podcast should go follow him Mm -hmm. because he's phenomenal at it. Um, you know, me and him are very similar, uh, but I feel like he's just he's growing at a, at a great rate, and I want to see him just get to the moon. That's his catchphrase. Yeah, by the way. to the moon, um, baby, to the moon. I want to see him get there because um, if one of us can do it, I'm happy it's him. Like there's just yeah. so many streams you go into, mm-hmm. go like 300 views, and it's like, how are they watching this guy? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's <laughs> you know it's I mean? bad, and and we've said that in the past. Some people just don't have that. They don't entertainment value with no, them. They, they have don't. Nothing. And I feel like I am an entertainer, but again, without the exposure and now the regression, because like, yo, you know, we started off really hot. You did. Um, on Twitch, you know, we met a really cool group. Um, they show up, they support us, they hang out, they chat us up, they, you know, they, they were great. Um, but you know, when you aggress so much and you have little time, it's just like almost defeating to where it's just like, eh, I don't know how much longer I'll be doing it, but yeah, you know, I know, but at the same point, like first off, Steve does definitely deserve the exposure he has. And, um, he, uh, when he was back on here before, we talked about how he was like doing a little better and climbing a little bit more since yeah. the last time he was here. One hundred percent. But even the last time when you were both here, he was at a point where he was kind of yeah. struggling for a while, and you were at a point where you yeah, were getting was, a lot. I was more peaking. People. I, you know, I was playing a game called Fall Guys. A lot of people were coming in. I was good <laughs> at it. That was probably the second game I was good at. 
Um, and it was a game where I could like hang out with chat and play the game well. Yeah. It was a great balance. Um, I think now I'm just trying to, I'm struggling trying to find a game that I think fits what I do. And I don't know. It, it's tough, but you know, the cheese man, like he, he's, he's streaming some awesome stuff. Yeah, so, but, but you're, you're streaming awesome shit too. Yeah. And, like, and you know, it's not like one of those things where I feel like I'm worse than mm-hmm. him. Like, it's not like that. It's just, it's a very trendy thing, you know, like when he's live, it just depends on who's watching at that time. And, you know, and I, I hope he pops off cause he is, he's doing great. And, you know, I, if I, I'm sure I'll, you know, I'll keep doing it for fun and whatever, but Again, it's it's a grind. Yeah, it's a, it's a grind. It's a commitment, and like, I don't know, man. There's just so many other things I could, I might want to do. Yeah, you know. And so, I would totally understand if you, you did know? that too. But right. I, I do think that you're extremely talented doing it. I appreciate and that, I th- and I enjoy watching you. And I like, appreciate that. No matter what you did, I would support you. But you're good at this. Like, you're I, very good. I appreciate that. You know, and and people have told me that because you know, with Twitch, you get your ups and downs, and you get defeated and it's it's not a good feeling but you know you, you got, I know in my head it's a grind I know like you know people aren't going to jump in day one um it's tough but like I don't think I'm bad at it no. I don't I not once do I think man I'm a bad streamer I don't it's just again it's exposure um but it's also regression I started so hot mm-hmm. and when you start really hot doing something and then you just really cut back a lot that can be very hard it's yeah. very hard to like it's like, okay, how can I get back there? And then, like, you know, I try something new. I add more content. I do something different. It's not working. I know it's a grind, but, like, I don't know. There's so many other things I could do. Like, I always want to write a book. Maybe I'll spend time doing that. You, you could know? definitely do that. You know, so we'll see. Um, but I do, I do love it. I do love Twitch. I mm-hmm. genuinely enjoy going live. There's so many cool people I've met. There are some really cool people yeah, on Twitch. There are. Cool. There are some awesome people. A lot of people, me and Steve met you know, are, are overseas, but they're, they're great. Yeah. You know, it's crazy how connected people can be just from one website. Mm-hmm. I know, but yeah, there's some cool people in the move chat. Shout oh, out yeah. all those people. Shout out our homie squill. Yeah. Shout out, uh, Thurka. Shout out Izzy. Yep. Shout out all those people Thra- that are Thra- always Thomas, in. Thrab, Thomas, Steve, Jenny, cheese. Steve. Yeah. All um, those people. They're great. They're really awesome. And they've been, it's been fun being, in those chats and stuff and meeting them. Minor Man Gamer, he's yeah. awesome. He's someone who's just been super sweet and nice from the beginning. Yeah. I, he, he actually left the group. Did he? I don't know why. Don't but know. that happens. He's a great guy. Come he back to streams. us, Minor. We yeah. love you. We do. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, dude, just, like, do what you want to do. Yeah. Like, I in agree. The, at the end you of know, the day, it's your shit. And hey, You know what's a good job? Hmm. DoorDash. Daddy. We call it Daddy Dash. Here. Daddy yeah, Dash. I just started doing that the other day. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's great. It's so easy. You file the app. I made thirty bucks in an hour. <sighs> like you can't beat that. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good side hustle. That's a good side hustle. That right? is a really good side hustle. I feel hustle. like that's something I could see myself doing. Um, you know, if I just decided to do Twitch less, mm-hmm. and it's I don't do Twitch for the money, but it's just like, hey, if I'm not doing Twitch, I might as well go make some money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. so. I was like, keep myself busy. Got to keep yourself grinding. A hundred percent. But while you're still on Twitch, um, Texas Dave one hundred one underscore is his name on Twitch. So go give him a follow. Go subscribe to him. Wow, I got a whole plug. My homie's so awesome. Yeah, of course you got a whole plug. <laughs> I really do. Got to say, man, anyone that is listening, if you do drop a follow, you do watch me. It is a good time. It's it a re- great time. It really is a good time. I'm not even kidding. I've watched other streamers. A lot of them are boring. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not boring. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't think I am. Not at all. Like, I call it how I see it. I suck at games. I ain't going to lie, but no. I don't think I'm boring. <laughs> I don't even think you suck at games, though. I think you play a lot of, like, games that, like, some of them are super hard and some yeah. of them you've never done before. You take a lot of risks by doing I games I take a lot of risks. Like, before. there's a new game called Returnal. Yeah, you were, yep. Super hard game, but you know what? There was the first boss. I beat it in the third third attempt. So there you go. So sick. Yeah. So it's like I just I just play what I want. Leggy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> big Daddy Leggy, bro. That's me. I'm a big Daddy Leggy. <laughs> I've been thinking about I cannot wait until the border to Canada is open again. Because I need another trip to Toronto. Oh my god! And our girl Peaches also shout out. She's, shout out she Peaches. supports us really well. She uh she actually is in a in a band. I think it's called Terrestre. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're coming out with some like live concerts and stuff. Uh, because you know with COVID things are weird. Mm-hmm. But she's coming out with some good music. Um, dude, she plays a violin. Yeah, I never would have thought someone could play a violin like legitimately super cool dude hella dope it's she plays so dope. really she's cool amazing. violin she's amazing she's an awesome support she's she's great and we've known her for a really long time yeah she's like, been our friend for and that's a, why i brought really, her up really long time because dan said he wanted to go to toronto we had some fun trips in toronto and every time we go there we hang out with peaches mm-hmm. that's where she's from um, i I've, I've been there with you twice at this mm-hmm. point so i went up with you on our eighth grade trip yeah that was the first time we ever went out Yep. which was super fun. I yep. remember being at medi- Medieval Times. It's the first and only time I've ever been there. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. I was in eighth grade. I bought my girlfriend at the time a teddy bear, and, like, I don't know why. That's the only memory I have <laughs> of, of eighth grade trip to Toronto. I bought her, like, a Canada's Wonderland like <laughs> teddy bear, and that's all I remember from that trip. Oh, my God. I do remember Medieval Times a little bit. Yeah, I just remember the horses shitting everywhere. I that's, don't remember that. That's what I remember. <laughs> I remember well, they, eating food, and it was, like, not that good, and then they didn't give me anything to drink. It was, like, so greasy as shit. But, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like, gross. Um but like that's how they ate in the medieval times anyway. I was surprised it wasn't like a, a damn raw turkey leg or something <laughs> like that, right? Just um, eating raw meat, <laughs> disgusting. Um, I remember one thing I remember about our eighth grade trip was that was cool was we went to the science museum the first day, yeah. and we sat in this really cool theater and we watched this like forty minute documentary or so about Mount Everest and these people who went up it. Yeah, and the way the theater or the way the um, ceiling was designed, the movie theater ceiling was designed. Yeah, it was like curved, so it was in a way where like you felt like you were in the documentary as it was. Go- it was really cool. I remember yeah. that that don't thing specifically. That. I know you don't. I don't because I remember these stupid things. You like the you weirdest saying. things. Um, but something you do remember is the next time we went up when we went up to go see you two. Oh, that was a good. That was an awesome concert. That was I an couldn't awesome believe concert. how good. Like I went in with very low expectations. Me like, too. Yeah, like a couple of songs, it was whatever. And then like the concert was lit. Bro. So lit. Super cool lights so and effects lit. and like dude, they brought like a fan on the stage and she like rocked the guitar and it was just mm-hmm. cool. it was super cool. Yeah, that was a really awesome show. But that whole twenty four hours it was a whirlwind. We start out so we start out here, and we're at Mighty Taco. Yeah, we get Mighty. We leave, we go over the border, we get our hotel room, which was really cool. Steve mm-hmm. Cheese's dad hooked us up with yeah, it. Yeah, sick hotel room. Sick hotel room. Um, so we got that hook up, and then we met Peaches and one of her friends, and then we like walked around Toronto for a while, 
you went to go see your brother, I think. Yeah, at the at that time, my brother still lived there. Yeah. Um, so I, I know I made a pit stop. I've been up there so many times where, like, I could walk around Toronto, and it's like walking around NT. I yeah, that's know. how I feel I about Manhattan sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You just know it, mm-hmm. you know? So um, we went to, I think we went to, like, a, a, like, faux place or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. But then we went to go see you, too, like you said awesome show really awesome awesome uh concert that they put on did not expect to half as much fun as we did then we went to like that beers around the world place right yeah and while we were there we met our friend gary oh my goodness do you remember my homie gary i I love you, brother. You're homie Gary for the so, most part. Yeah. We, so I'll let you take this part because you you I, I were do. very oriented I, with Gary. Yeah, this Dan night. remembers the dumbest shit, man. Um, but yeah, no, we went to Toronto, um, and we went to this place. I always forget the name, but it was like a world of beers type of thing. They just had beers from like all literally all over the world. Um, so we like ten percent alcohol. Yeah, and it's shit. funny because you know we're going up with our American friends, and all of them want like a shitty domestic, you know, blue mm-hmm. light beer. And I'm like, yo, sign me up for, like, something good. They had so many good beers. So, you know, we're in Toronto. We're young. This was a long time ago. Um, and we're we're all having fun. We're all drinking, you know, having a blast. And we're just walking around Toronto because that's what you, that's what we were doing. Yep. So, you know, we, we walk around. I, I think we were trying to go get poutine or something. I don't even really remember. But we run into Gary. Mm-hmm. My boy Gary. This was a homeless man. Um, and the guy, like just screamed but he was like not angry yeah he was just loud and he would i would just be like he would i don't even remember how the conversation he started first, it, so the, he came up to us while we were were at the world of beer place still. so it was there yeah so we were there okay and like the patio was built so that's that, like you right. were sitting on it and that like the street was on the other side right so we were it's outside. Like an outdoor yeah 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 so he came up to us and he was like Hey, guy, got a dollar. That's how he sounded. He sounded like something like that. Like he was screaming, but he wasn't. He was like, "Got a dollar," yeah. and we were like, "No, we don't have a dollar." And he was like, "Got a cigarette," and we were like, "No, <laughs> we don't have anything." And then, all of a sudden, he breaks out into the song "Build Me Up, Buttercup." Yeah, he does. He starts like singing it like a circus act, like a circus act, just like. And we and he sounded exactly like that. Exactly like, like identical. That. Like you could barely and we like just like all looked at him and then I just started singing. We all just started, started singing. We just started well, singing. Well, cause cause we're a couple drinks in. We're a couple this drinks point. deep and we're so also like, like not mean. Yeah. So if this guy wants to just start singing Bill Me Up Buttercup at midnight in Canada and Toronto on the street, fuck Good it. for him. We're fuck gonna it. we're gonna sing with you, buddy. Exactly. And we did. And like And I, we did, and I like I told him I didn't have one. I gave that man so many dollar bills by the other. Oh my god. And, and like I, was... I remember like one of us gave him food at that point at one point. And then I remember so we, we started singing it. So we're at the table singing. Now it's coming back to me. I got up and I put my arm around him, yep. and we were singing it. And then I was like, hey, man, do you care if I take a selfie? So I take a selfie, and this man is, like, holding me like we're prom dates. <laughs> and in the one selfie I had, he's looking at me, and, like, his face is an inch away from mine. And he's just, and he's, he's like, just like screaming. He just looks, looks like... at me, and he's like, I love you, brother. And I was like, I love you too, buddy. It's hilarious. And, it, and like, we sang Buttercup, and, like, I, I don't know. 
Gary, the like toothless Gary. I don't know where you are, man, but I hope. I hope you're doing okay. I brother. hope you're doing okay. On, yeah. on the street. I hope you're not on the streets anymore. I hope. I the hope guy you was a genuinely nice guy. He was. But man, that was so funny. And the I only hope. reason we knew his name was Gary was because like his friend came up to him and was like, "Come on, Gary, yeah, leave yeah. them alone." Yeah, he was like obnoxiously annoying us, like for a smoke or for a dollar bill, <laughs> and he had another friend. He was like, "Come on, Gary, let's go. Leave him alone. They don't want to help you out." And that was toothless Gary because he didn't have many teeth. But he was a good guy. We were singing Buttercup, having a ball, and you know he gave me a hug. We you know we took a couple selfies. It was like a great time. Was he was a, a great time. man. He was a great man. He was totally he, harmless, but it was oh a hundred percent harmless. It was so unexpected because who expects yeah. you, uh, some guy to just come up to you and start singing that? Song? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's funny because like. Based on that story, I went when I went to Las Vegas for the first time. I went two years, but the first time there was a homeless man like sitting in the same spot. Mm-hmm. In like this dude lo- literally looked hungry, so I went in like the restaurant that next to it because actually that's where we went to eat. Me, and my brother, and my dad, and I ordered two meals. And I walked back out and gave him a meal, and the dude looked so happy. And I'm not kidding; it's because of when I saw Toothless Gary because I was like, you know what? Like that guy, I mean, he's living on the streets, but he's such a fun guy. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, I want to help this guy out. You know what I mean? So uh, I needed that too. Everybody can use food. That's the best thing you can help somebody like that. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, laying on the street, it's just like, yeah, that sucks. It's it's fucked up. You don't want to be old. It's like, why is no one helping them? (laughs) You know, like why? I know they have like an app now in San Francisco. I think it is. Okay. Um, where because there's the homeless population is so bad over there now. There's an app that shows where human like shit is. No in shit. In that city. Yeah. Like see so you like you pull it up and it shows where like homeless people are shitting around the block and it shows like the really bad areas. Yeah. That like are just like human crap on the street. Which is so upsetting. Like people should not have to live that way. That's, that's right. just terrible. Oh, hundred percent. It's it, it sucks. Yeah, that that's that's the shit that makes you want to like pull a Breaking Bad and just. <laughs> and it's just like that's where like, and I'm not even gonna get into politics, but I just feel like, why is no one helping them? I know. Put them in mental health facilities. Get them some 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 something, some board, some food. Like how like isn't that the point of government? Yeah, help people like that. Yeah, I don't you, know. you you would, you would think would, you would think. I don't know. You never know. Yeah, but <laughs> but that's why like. Like I said, that's why like Walter White took shit into his own hands because I love I love Breaking Bad. I love Breaking Bad so I, much. I actually met Walt Jr. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was so. What happened with that? He came to Canisius, right? Yeah, he came to Canisius to talk, um, and it was actually a seminar. I had to go to like so many seminars, so I I picked that one. Um, and he was really good. He talked about like how he even got that that acting job. Like his sister or someone in his family like tried out for some acting gig, mm-hmm. and then like the people like looked at him and wanted him to try out. So then he did, and he ended up getting the position of Walt Junior. I think it was like a general audition That's for a so couple cool. parts. Yeah. Um, but it was funny because while we were everyone was there, like people only wanted him to talk about Breaking Bad. So he was talking about other shit, and no one cared. And then he started talking about Breaking Bad, and everyone was like screaming like Yeah. Um, but he was a super nice guy, Walt Jr. Man, I, I don't even uh, what's his name, R.J. Mitty. R.J. Mitty, yeah, yeah. He uh, he ended up he stayed there and took a picture with everyone that wanted one. That's dope. Which was really cool. So I got like a picture with him. He was a super nice guy, super humble. Um, definitely loved his experience of Breaking Bad. 
Um, it was it was really cool. I I love that show. That's though. such a good show. That's one of Julie's favorite shows. It too. is by far the best television show. Like I will die on that ledge. And like, such a good cast too. It's like, such a good cast. Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. the dude, and it's great because like his role throughout his career is mostly almost like a comedian type of actor. Yeah. So to see him break bad, like the character he played in Walter White was like, oh, this goofy little teacher. And it's kind of like almost his career is like this goofy little actor. Mm-hmm. So it's like to see him play that serious role and he killed it. Killed it. But he even had some of the comedic shades show through. Oh, like, 100%. Like in that first episode where he quits the car wash, he's like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck your eyebrows. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah, like, or so whatever. Funny. Oh my God. I but, but it's funny that like, you see him from that perspective too because mm-hmm. Julie's like she's never watched Seinfeld. Yeah, she's right. never watched um she hasn't watched much Malcolm in the Middle. I've shown her certain episodes and stuff. But like when I used to think of Brian Cranston, that's what I used to think of him in. I used to think of him as Tim Watley in Seinfeld and I used to think of him as um uh Hal in Malcolm in the Middle. Right. And so when he turns around and plays this super dramatic role and all of a sudden is in the hit drama on television. Crazy. Like, the number one it's in crazy. the entire country. Like, And he started to get some serious, like, roles after that. Yeah. Because he did such a good job of the Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it really sold the character of Walter White, who was, like, this guy that really, you know, he, he didn't, he never had that bad in him. No. And he was, like, a you know, a teacher, an all-around guy, and, like, you know, just a dorky guy. And then I think like the fact that he played that role and turned it into that serious, like mm-hmm. you know, drug peddling guy. It was just like really cool to see. I like that. I just I can't believe it. But you know, sitcoms aside, because like Seinfeld is the number one show. I but like love when Seinfeld. it comes to just straight up, you know, like dramas or whatever, like Breaking Bad is top tier. Yeah, it's There's so good. Nothing beats it. Who's the best character on that show? <sighs> I, I honestly, it's Walter White. Yeah, it's, it is like. But if you take him out of the equation, um, there's so many good actors. Uh, but again, honestly, it's Walt and Jesse. They just, yeah, they just make it. See, sometimes I love Jesse's story more than I love Walt. And a I lot love... of people do because they root for Jesse. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that watch the show, they don't root for Walt. Like, yeah, Walt's a good actor. Like he's the biggest part of the show, but he's a dick. He eventually turns into a total dirtbag. Like you know, he always says he's you know he always says he's starting it for his family, but he's really starting it for himself. Yeah, after and a like, while, it's... that was one thing I remember debating with my friends. I was like, no, he's a good guy. He's doing it for his family. And then when you watch when he finished the show, it's like maybe in the first time he initially did it for his family, but after like three episodes, it was all about him. Definitely, yeah. And, like, that's why a lot of people like, like Jesse's storyline better because he was doing it because he had to. Yeah. And then, like, you root for him because he is a good guy. He, yeah. yeah, and then he goes through all that shit, like, yeah, and his girlfriend. with Jane yeah. and, like, with um killing the one chemist and yeah. with, like, yeah. having, like, the PTSD from doing that and, like, all the shit he's doing, being chained up in that fucking dungeon. Literally chained end. up. Oh yeah, and, God. like, that that was one thing I loved the way Breaking Bad ended. I thought the end of the show was really, really good. Like, did you watch El Camino, though? I did. So I thought that El Camino was the perfect addition to put onto it that It was. Ending. It was a very subtle, um, like, extension to the end of the show. Yeah. To where it was, like, it was nothing crazy, but it was enough to where it, like, really like just let you know what happened yeah and i thought that was great like a lot of those shows blow the ending like you have you watched dexter 
Have you finished oh, it? Oh my god, I did. You finished it? Dude, I finished it. That was so disappointing. Like that show is probably the second best show I've ever watched. Until the, the ending. And the, like that last season was a little rough, but then the ending was just like why? <sighs> and then you watch Breaking Bad and it's like this show is like the top show in the country. And they killed the ending. Yeah. Like, they just did a good job. Like, me, I wanted Walter White to survive. But really, to have a good ending, he can't. He no. has to go out like that, you know? And, and he saves Jesse. Like, he has one act of good in him left. And it was just really, you know, he, he gets the money for his family. It was just a really cool, like, way to go out. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, I, I agree with that. He was He was just the best. El Camino was... A great way to cap that off. I like how they included so many characters from the series and like so many storylines that were in there originally. Yeah. Um, I know there were a lot of people that were still in the camp after that were like, um, Walt is still alive, like he didn't actually die I, during that. I, I was one of those people that kind of wanted to believe that be just because I know how the creators of that show are. They they initially said after it's open for interpretation. Yeah. So they didn't really want to give you an answer, but then El Camino came out, and I think they mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't remember off the top of my head, but eventually the creator did come out and say, like, yeah, Walt died. Yeah. I think he might have said it before El Camino actually dropped. Probably. But... Julie was in that camp for so long. But I, I like, did want him to survive alive. because I did think to myself – like one day they're gonna go back and do one more season or something. So yeah, I. But they're you know what they're smart. They never did. They, like look at The Walking Dead. That oh was a top God. tier show, and they just they were money hungry, and they just ruined it. Are they, they ruined... on their last season or are they done? Dude, they're apparently doing one more season, but I think they might be breaking up the last season in the like two years. I don't know, but the show sucks now. Imagine having The Walking Dead without Rick Grimes, like. Imagine having nine seasons and, like, eight of them, nothing happened. Like, I don't know. It just it makes no sense to me. Ugh. That show is just such a headache. Yeah, it's – when I saw that they were on their last season, I was like, this show is still on? Like, what? What? How, how did we get here? Dude, I don't understand it. And then they have, like, three spinoffs. They have these movies, and it's just like, that's money hungry. It's killing it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just so bad now. What did you think of – so let's jump back to – because we talked about this briefly for a second. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the Seinfeld finale? Were you someone who liked it or were you – what camp are you I, I'm kind of indifferent. I didn't mind the ending. I loved the way they brought all the the, the characters throughout the years back. Yeah, I thought that was and really cool. And I felt cool. like the only way they could have done it was the way they did do the ending. Yeah. Um. The only thing that sucked, I thought, was the, the way they actually were like stuck in jail for a year i thought that was dumb yeah i thought like maybe at the end they would like somehow just get their way out of it and just be like all right let's go to the coffee shop or something like that would have been a cooler ending like something just happens to where they get out of it and they just go back home yeah because that's the way the gang always was and like like but i would have been completely fine if honestly they just did like a regular episode yeah you know like just did a regular seinfeld episode and like that like maybe a little bit embellished more for an ending or something or a a double episode but (laughs) Like, Seinfeld's the type of show where it doesn't need a big ending. No, you know? it really didn't. But I didn't hate it. I never hated the ending. I thought it was really cool the way they did it. If I could have gone, if I, it was up to me to change anything, it would have just changed the fact that, like, they un- actually do end up in jail for a year. And then you see Jerry, like, in jail doing stand up. Like, 
that part I didn't like, but whatever. Yeah, that part was kind of corny. And, like, yeah, it definitely me, was. But like, but, like, it was cool. They brought all the characters back. Yeah, and... I thought it was, I thought the whole episode as a whole was really funny. It and, was. Like, it was really funny. Like, and there's not a lot you could do with a Seinfeld finale, you know? You That's could do exactly a regular it. episode. Or yeah, you can... or you pretty much could do what they did. And... And it stuck with the. It was on brand for them. It was like a weird, quirky, like what the hell is going on here type of a thing. That like, there were so many good people in that show that you see in there that now have had. Do you know like everyone from Breaking Bad was in that show? Yeah, isn't Um, that crazy? Brian Cranston was in it. He was the dentist. Yeah. uh, Skyler White was in it. He was a date. I think Jerry's date. Yep, she um, dated Jerry for a little bit. And then Bob Odenberg, who played Saul, yep. was uh, Elaine's date at yep. one point. Yeah, he was like a doctor, or he was supposed to be a doctor, but he wasn't a doctor. It yet. was something like that. Yeah, um, like that's crazy. Like three of the biggest actors were in that show. Dude, hilarious. And it's like I watched that show maybe thirty times, and I didn't even notice that until after I watched Breaking Bad. Isn't like, that funny? There was um in uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. I've noticed because that show was on for so long and they needed so many like teenage characters for a lot of it. Yeah. Um they ended up uh using a lot of like actors that later became big. So like um Theo Rossi who was in uh Sons of Anarchy who's one of my favorite yeah. characters on that show and he was also in um he was in Luke Cage. He Luke. was um the Bad guy with the sunglasses on. Okay. Shades. Yeah. Um, he he was in an episode of Malcolm in the Middle just as like this other student that was passing by. Mm-hmm. And the one day I was watching Malcolm in the Middle, and he came he came in and did that like one line he has, and I was like, oh shit! That, I love seeing people like that in crazy. shows. It's absolutely crazy. You really like when you start watching a lot of shows, and then you go back and watch older shows. You really see like. The roles they had they were so small. Yeah. It was crazy. You really do realize that. Dude, you have to – I know we've talked about this in the past. You have to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm because you're such a huge Seinfeld I've fan. watched episodes but not consistently to really you gotta watch it. you got to watch it consistently. Yeah. It's one of those shows like Sunny where if you don't watch it consistently – you could still kind of get it, but, but if like... you know the storyline of everything, it yeah. makes it so much funnier. Yeah, I need to watch that. But there's like there's a whole season of Curb that's about a Seinfeld reunion. And then I, doing yeah, the Seinfeld I, I do. That's when I like kind of t- tuned in more. Yeah. I heard about that. Um, but Larry David's so funny. He's so, so like, funny, dude. It, just... His humor's so offensive and mm-hmm. so terrible, but yeah. like only he can get away with doing oh, that 100%. stuff. Oh, 100%. You shook that crazy old guy. <laughs> that's just what he is. But yeah, no, I do need to, I need to jump on that. You need to get into it, especially if like if you have like access to an HBO account, it's so easy to watch cuz they're half an hour episodes. So you just sit yeah, there, you easy. watch you through binge it. it. And JB Smoove, I don't know if you know who he is. He's mm-hmm. one of the characters on there and he he adds to the seasons like after season 6 when he like starts being in. Yeah. He's just so fucking funny. <laughs> and he's always like he talks super fast and he like says his jokes in like the quickness and just like when it's hitting you, you're it's like you're almost not reacting to it fast enough, so right. it makes it funnier when you realize what he says afterwards. Yeah, oh, it's so amazing. <laughs> but that's definitely one you got to check out and be into. Yeah, I, I definitely do. I really do. Good shit, dude. Um, so I told you I was gonna let you tell the story tonight. What's the, the beer tent story at? Uh, 
Canal Fest a few years ago. Story. Uh, I love this story. Oh God, why did I agree to this? I, I you know what though, I I <sighs> forgot about telling my maid story when I talked about Twitch. Oh yeah, we can so, go back. So so, you know so we'll, we'll keep the people in suspense real quick. Yeah. So let's go to the maid story. Oh, you want so, me to tell the story now? I'll yeah, tell you first before I embarrass me. No, so embarrass right. yourself first, real quick, because we because right. we were on that subject and we got fine, off. That's fine. Because that's how podcasts go. We just yeah. get to talking about other shit and then. So I just remembered that because the beer tent story is a good way to really just embarrass Dan, uh, and that's one of my favorite things to do. But I know I will say this: the the, the French maid story that I have uh was maybe the worst moment of my life um in terms of being humiliated so i'm on twitch and i'm streaming and uh one of the my you know one of my fans are just like hey how much to 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 wear a french maid costume and i throw out like a ridiculous thing i was like if someone gifts me 30 subs subscriptions i'll i'll do it but i'm like you got to do it this stream um you know, and it didn't, it, at one point it didn't happen. So then I'm streaming later. This was like a couple of weeks ago. And she said the same thing. She's like, Hey, 30 gifted subs to make you, uh, have that French maid costume. Can we do it? And I was like, you know what? Sure. Fine. And you know, she, I, I know she's not going to give me any subs. Like, I think she just like threw it out there. Jesus so, Christ. you know, two people that I just recently met, from Twitch, um, his name's Phoenix the Philosopher. He's he's a great streamer. Um, him and his boy, like, were like, "Wait, are you serious?" And I was like, "Yeah." They both gifted me fifteen subs each. Jesus Christ! So now I'm sitting there, like, "Yo, as a small time streamer, getting thirty gifted subs in a stream is unbelievable." That's amazing. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, in and again, I don't stream for the money, but I was like, "If you want me to wear a wear a ridiculous costume, like." you're going to have to pay up because right. like I ain't doing that. You know, all the money goes back into Twitch anyway. I've bought in so many video games to try streaming. I bought, I've upgraded my equipment, um, but I, I couldn't believe it. So I'm a man of my word. So I bought a French made costume. You're a good man. And you know, it was embarrassing, but it was funny. Uh, I did have a good stream with it. Um, one of my buddies, his name is Balusor. He raided me. So he sent a bunch of viewers my way. Um, and it was a great stream in terms of people there, people hanging out, people viewing. Um, but what was the worst part about it <laughs> is I'm getting towards the end of the stream and there's a knock on my door and my dog's going crazy. And at this point, I'm just like trying to end the stream. I'm trying, I didn't really know if there was a knock, but the way my dog was barking, I'm like, someone's there. So I'm in the middle of a game and play actually uh, back on fall guys. I'm about to win. Right. I didn't. <laughs> I die. So I'm like, all right, screw it. I'll go check the door. I'm wearing a French maid costume as a grown man. I go and, enter, you know, open the door and there's my mom. And I've lived in the same house for three years, Dan. And not once has my mother ever come over unannounced ever. So imagine the one day I'm dressed as a French maid and I have like these giant tits because I'm in a French maid costume. Right. That's how it looks. And I'm just like, I answer the door and it's my mom. And I was just like, uh, what are you doing here? And she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, 
Uh, I'm streaming and I'm trying to explain it while I'm it's outside. It's not what it looks like. Yeah, basically. And then I pull my mom on the stream. I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. I need to make her think I don't just wear a French maid costume alone in my house, you know, for fun. You know, I live alone, so I'm not trying to make her think I just, I'm this weird guy that does it. I wear lipstick or something. I don't do that. Right. So I pull my mom on the stream as I'm trying to explain it and everyone in the chat is dying. I was like, oh my goodness. So now my mom has seen me in a French maid costume. She was just dropping off some food for me or something. Right. And the next day, my sisters text me like, what the hell is going on? So I had to explain to everyone in my family. I sent them a picture of me on stream in the maid costume, even though I deleted all that from Twitch because, like, that was embarrassing. So funny. So now I had to explain to not just my mother but my entire family why me, a grown man with a career, was wearing a French maid costume alone in his house at 7.30 at night. Uh, and that was awkward. And that was the most humiliating moment of my life. And even thinking about it, I'm still embarrassed. But it is what it is. It is what it, it is. It is what it is. That is, you know what? You committed. I did. And you committed to the whole thing. And that's entirely what matters with that. You said... You made a promise yeah. that if you got 30 subs, you would wear the maid costume. I'm a man of my word. And you did it. Yeah. And it just happened and to be the some, one it's fucking crazy. day. Three years I've lived in this house. My mother has never, ever come over unannounced. And this was the one and that time. one time for th- that three-hour window I'm wearing this costume, she comes over. At the end, too. I was almost out of it. I was almost in the clear. Oh, my God. And, like, I've done some crazy stuff on Twitch just to entertain the people. I've smashed an egg on my head twice, and that still doesn't embarrass me as much as the maid yeah. costume. Yeah, that, that, that would be pretty embarrassing. But <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. You owned it, and I I'm did. proud of you. Like, I'm happy. I, uh, you know, I'm a man of my word. I, yeah. I will say it. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. You don't welch. You don't do anything like that. You're no. just you're with it. Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> But that had to be extremely interesting to deal with and to explain to your family after horrible. that shit. I, like, yeah, horrible. Ridiculous. Yeah. All right, so you did that. I, so you can tell this beer tent story, and then I have another embarrassing story about myself Ooh, that, I'll, that I'll throw under the bus because you, that qualifies you for two embarrassing stories, Thank I goodness. feel like. because. So, the beer tent story. So, all right, me uh, in, in North Tonawanda, probably people listening, most of you that are from North Tonawanda know we have the Canal Fest that's, that connects, you know, the two Tonawandas. Yep, north um, and south. Right, north Tonawanda, and then it's just like regular Tonawanda. South Tonawanda. But I guess it's South Tonawanda. So, uh, you know, we have we have Canal Fest, and then they have the beer tent. So, like, that's for obviously people 21 and over. They can go drink beer or whatever. So, like, every year... Me, Dan, a couple of our buddies, we try to to go to the beer tent like once a year. We go, all right, well, let's go one time. It's actually a really good deal on beer. Actually. It really you is. You can get yeah. a pitcher of beer for like five, six bucks and it ends up being like, you know, you get your money's worth. So we go there, me, Steve, for cheese, and Dan, uh, and we, we get our beer. And we, are, we plan on going, you know, to the beer tent and going to a couple of nearby bars after because it's within walking distance. Um and we get there, we're drinking, we're having a good time, and then there's Dan. And we just, me and Steve look at him, and we go, you all right, buddy? He goes, yeah, I'm fine. And, okay, we keep drinking. And then, like, 
we didn't drink that much yet. Like we were completely sober. We're probably really on like if you were to count it in the cups, like still our first cup of beer. Uh, I look back at Dan, and Dan's like, "That this just doesn't look good." So Steve goes, "Dan, you're gonna throw up." Like he just knew. And I was like, "Dan, yeah, I I'm with Steve. It looks like you're gonna throw up." Dan has this like tell when he's gonna throw up, where he tries to act like he's fine, and he kind of like burps a little bit. And he puts his mo- hand over, like his fist over his mouth, like he like he's just got that tell. And we're in the middle of the beer tent, like the middle there's it's crowded here like there's like you know everyone in nt is there so we're like dan if you're gonna throw up just go to the side of the tent and like you could literally throw up no one would even know it's on grass and like come back he's like no i'm fine well dan how much time went by after that conversation 40 seconds okay first of all (laughs) it was a hot night (laughs) This is just wait, because I hear you. I hear you. Just wait. First of all, it was a hot night. Second of all, shut up. Second of all, Steve's parents had fed me fruit before I went. I knew you were going to bring this up. This is the dumbest. It's my show. Let me talk. (laughs) (laughs) So I ate fruit, and then while I was in line to get the beer, my friend Andrew, I had seen him, and he was like, have you drank anything yet? And I was like, no. And he was like, kill this. And he gave me a water bottle that had two shots of vodka in it. So I, di- I did the two shots. But, yes, I was – overall, I was still a pussy-ass bitch. I, Keep going. I, I never heard about the shots, and I really want to question the legitimacy of that. I've told you about that before. That story. I, no, I never heard that. I don't know. You like, might have told We'll Steve check that. with Steve, but I, that's definitely what happened. Though. Yeah, I don't, I don't honestly, that. that makes sense because I don't know anyone that could have just thrown up from eating a couple watermelon slices. Mm, yeah, yeah. So Dan was, like, in the middle of the beer tent. We tell him to go throw up on the side. 40 seconds later, after he tells us he's fine, the man vomit projectiles all over the middle of the beer tent. And then we're like, dude, we told you to go over there. Actually, first, we kind of freaked out, like, yo, you all right? And then, like, obviously, it was fine. Dan looks at us. He goes, yeah, it was that watermelon I had. <laughs> I'm just dying. Man. I'm like, what do you mean the water? How does watermelon just make you throw up? I think he just wanted to come up with an excuse. Uh, but it didn't work. And, yeah, so he threw up in the middle of the beer tent, which means he threw up in the middle of all of NT, and everyone looked at him, and everyone saw him, and everyone judged him, and then we were like, oh, and then he left, and he went home, and he didn't even hang out with us the rest of the No, 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 that's not true at all, actually. So there's a whole second part of that story that you don't remember because you ended up getting hammered. Probably. Yeah, exactly. That sounds about right. Exactly. So, so I'll take over You definitely over didn't hang point. out the whole night, though. Uh, but So here's I'll, – I'll take over for this part of the story. All right. So yes, I threw I threw up in the middle of the beer tent, and everybody looked at me, and everybody saw it. I saw people that I knew that knew who I was. That like I tried to pretend like, oh, it's not me. But yes, this this is the thing that happened. So after the vomit is all said and done, I was like gonna hang around. I was really embarrassed, but I was gonna hang around. And then I hear somebody from the end of the beer tent I was at go. Oh, what the fuck? And somebody had stepped in it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go take a walk. (laughs) So I left Canal Fest, and I took a walk for about 45 minutes. And then Steve texted me. He was like, you all right? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I'm good. So I walked around, and then I was like, I probably should 
like meet up with the guys again or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I get to Dwyer's, which is where you guys were at. I get out to the patio. I find you guys. And you come right up to me. I don't remember this. You come running right up to me. You go, wasted. You go, oh, my God, Dan, Dan, Dan. I, dude, I love you so much. <laughs> I literally told everybody in this bar about what happened at the beer tent. Dan, do you expect anything other from me? Like anything else? I was so, like, I was just sitting there, like, <laughs> With this pout on my face, is like you and Steve were just relentlessly like making fun of me, and I'm just like sitting there mortified. Meanwhile, like the girls we were with are like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" Like, and like then like Tom was like, "He's like, oh, I've been there, dude." Tom was the only one that was nice to me that yeah, because Tom throws up anytime you ever drink anything ever. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like you have to understand my point of view. One, I didn't know you had a couple of shots before then. Supposedly, yeah. Supposedly, and I, I looked at it as you bought beer, you literally took two sips, and then you threw up. No, no, that's how it was from. Yeah, yeah. That's how it was from my point of view. So yeah, as your one of your best friends, I'm gonna make fun of you when you throw up in the middle of the naturally, and you had like two sips of beer. I'm in none of this. Do I say I blame you for making fun of me? No, nowhere in this. Obviously, I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. Oh, Oh, of course. Um, but I ended up like I stayed there I think a half hour and then I had like driven with you and Steve and yeah. I was like, uh, you know what guys, I'm gonna go and I walked home <laughs> to my house. That sounds Dwyer's. about right. That's not it that far. just like it wasn't super far, but it's still like a significant time where I was just like walking home like tomorrow will be a better day. Tomorrow will be a better day. Tomorrow will be a better day. Like sobbing reassuring myself a little bit. <laughs> There's a, oh my God, I'm a notorious puker sometimes, I swear to God. Yeah, you are. Like, it's it's real bad. Yeah, you are. This one time in college, me and my friend Jeremy, um, we drank, like, a whole bottle of tequila in, like, 45 minutes. Jeez. We, like, it, we just, like, downed this thing. We're doing, like, different shots to, like, we were just toasting everything. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, to black men, uh, <laughs> to this class, to, like, right. this, like, just, like, Downing, uh, downing a bunch of stuff. So we walked to uh, a friend's that was a couple blocks away um, to, like, get together at her house. And I fell asleep on their couch and then woke up, like, went to the bathroom and, like, peed and then, like, went back to sleep. <laughs> and then woke up, walked to another party and, like, was laying down there. Mm-hmm. And while I was laying there, and this is a place we were at all the time and we used as, like, a spot. Yeah. Um, I'm laying there and I was like, oh, God, I think I'm going to throw up. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I can't throw up here. Everybody's going to judge me if I do that, right? So, like, I was like, fuck, I can't make it to the bathroom. What do I do? And I mustered all the strength I could to, like, hold everything back within me. Oh, goodness. And I just go, <gasps> real quick, and just, like, coughed into my arm. And, like, just silently vomited a little bit on the sleeve of my arm, which, like, a couple people saw me, but, like, it was, like, three people. And one of them ended up coming over and being like, hey, do you need to, like, just clean yourself up? I was like, yeah, I just just need to, like, get a bag for this hoodie. Just clean myself. Then I was fine. (laughs) 
the rest of the night. I just I had to will myself. I was like, don't throw up in the mortuary. Don't throw up in the mortuary. Don't do it. Don't do anything <laughs> like that. I never really. Th- I mean, I have in the past, but I really never. I, I don't I know what it is. My my stomach doesn't do well yeah, with alcohol. It just normal. doesn't. Honestly, like I did when I was younger, but like a couple times. And... Yeah, but I never have, and that leads to the second embarrassing story I have oh, about me. So you were there for this one. When Mike Roman passed you and you had Batman undies on? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so defeated right now. Oh, I thought that was the story no, you're going no, for. No, but we can tell that one. If you I, I really don't one. remember the whole story. I'll just know this. We were at a at a birthday party from in middle school, so in the school. We're at, for Mikey. For Mikey, uh, yeah, my, our friend Mikey. Um, and one of our friends, his name is Mike Roman. Love the dude. Awesome. Um, he pantsed our friend Dan here, the host of the show. Um, and he pantsed him and he had like the, like literally tidy whiteies on, but they were like Batman or something. And they were like the smallest little pair of underwear with Batman on over. And the kid, he was so embarrassed. And like, there was girls there, like the girls were all the girl. He did it right in front of all the girls. And yeah, like they all obviously made fun of him and then Dan was embarrassed, but they didn't make fun of it. They, they laughed. They like screamed. Oh, yeah, that's not Which a good was response. That's not a good response. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I thought that was the embarrassing story you were going with. Man, you have a lot of them. Wow. <laughs> I wish you could hear the soundtrack in my brain right now because it's literally Mad World by Gary Jules. <laughs> God, that story, like, you know what's hard is, like, I love Mike and I've obviously forgiven him for doing that all those years ago. Yeah. But that was so embarrassing. It's to such me. a funny story, and it took so long for me to get. Old. I was. I know you were upset about that. For I a was long so time. worked. That up. was like fifth grade, right? Sixth. That was at the oh, end okay. of sixth grade. Okay, because it was the year Mike left, so it was like the, the summer transition. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I was so like I got so worked up on that that I got like really sick that night. <laughs> like I threw yeah. up. Like, uh, like speaking of a week, stomach is like. Dude, I threw up like six or seven times that night because I was so worked up about like. Yeah, how I mean, I like was. honestly, dude, in being in sixth grade, if that happened to me, I would have acted fucking mortified. I would have acted the same. And way. Like we've and like we've established on this show, I'm a nerd. I'm like Steve. Smith. I would have reacted the same way. Like though. that's like in front of all the girl. Like we had the same group of girls, our, uh, you know, that we knew in our whole life for something for like the that entirety. Happen, yeah, exactly. You know, like, and then they scream. <laughs> now that's some funny ass I shit. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. I mean, you're in sixth grade. Looking back, it's a funny story, though. Yeah. I mean, like to you, you know, dude, you're 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 in your mid twenties. You you got oh, a good God, job. Late twenties, got a good job. You're handsome. You got a beautiful fiance. You could be able to look at that story and laugh. Thank now. you, thank you. Yeah, it's true. I really can. But it was yeah. at the time. It was uh, it was a lot. Um, yeah. So okay, we'll tell three embarrassing. The third embarrassing story. The third embarrassing story about me that we'll tell tonight. Okay, so do you remember when we were nineteen, and. Uh, we all stayed at your apartment that one night, and I had that pack of Mike's Hard. Okay. I don't remember this. <laughs> this is your going. place on Rumbled, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, night? okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I remember with, that. Uh, Mark? Mark from Budweiss. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so we were with him. He had gotten us though, and we're sitting in your house. I had recently gone through a traumatic period of time. <laughs> that um, but I just sat there and I proceeded to get sloshed is the word I will use for it off three <laughs> Mike's hearts. Three or four. I'm surprised you made it that far, buddy. I'm surprised at it too. But honestly. that sounds right. I remember this is all coming back to so the to the point where I was like we were watching like bad movies or something. Yeah. And that was our thing back then. Yeah. Watch like really low budget like, bad movies. Really, really, and just really, make really, fun of it. Oh, it's it's amazing. If nobody's done that like as an event out there, thanks killing be doing Go watch oh, it. So yeah. Um, but I ended up getting pretty, pretty bad. And I remember you tackling me in my sleep. Sounds about right. Like a lot. And me just like groaning. <laughs> and then at one point you wrote on my face. And I can't remember what you wrote. But you wrote something that was like it took a while to get off. I don't remember either. But it definitely was something really probably. And you did it with like Sharpie. You I, butthole. Are you sure it was me? Yes. Who else would it have been? Very good point. <laughs> Man, I'm, so, I'm such an asshole. You're not. I was. Mm, yeah. Yeah. There were times where you But I, I, I've i grown, you know, and I do think, you know, back in 19, 18, I, I definitely was a little bit more rough around the edges. I think that just happens when you grow up with three older brothers. Um, yeah, you grew up in a big family, so that's, like, like, bound to happen. You know, and, you know, I had like some, that. like, tough experiences, like, trying to make friends and stuff like that. So I was kind of always on the attack. Um, you know, not counting middle school, like when I got to high school and stuff. So, yeah. you know, I was naturally more of an asshole, but I've definitely grown since then. I feel like I'm a, like from then I can sit and stare at myself and say, yo, I was a dick. But now I can sit here and say like, I'm a genuine person now. You yeah. Know? Look so, at me. I'm not an ultra nerd anymore. Yeah. Right. I mean, we all grow out of our, our things, you know? Yeah. I, I didn't grow out of it. I just grew into myself. I feel more. Like. Yeah. I mean, like Which we're is... all nerds though. Like, yeah. Down. Like I was never nerdy. I think I'm more nerdy than ever now. I go to Barnes and Noble to buy a book like every couple weeks, man. <laughs> That's nerdy. Come on, you, you fucking giant nerd! I am a. I read. How books. dare you? I read books. You read one book every few weeks. How dare you? I'm a fucking loser. nerd. I'm a loser. Loser nerd me. teacher asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Look at us. Look at us now. Living living life to our best extent. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. How's being single and mingling? Um, you know. During a pandemic, it's uh, not the best. Yeah. It's just weird. You know, you go on these apps like Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. Grinder. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. And I will not judge anyone that's on that app. Fair. Actually, fair. I, my, one of my, someone in my family has been on that app before. But I just don't understand these apps. It's yeah. just like... You look at a couple pictures, you decide yes or no right there. Okay, say you, you say yes, you never hear back, you, they don't match you. Say you do match someone, what do I say to these people? Yeah. I've matched with so many people to where I go, how do I start a conversation? Hey? Corny pickup line. Yeah. Corny pickup line My is corny pickup line is ice is a scam. Ice is a scam? Because they look at me like they want to know more. Like, Why? And it usually does lead to a good conversation because they're like, well, what are you talking about, dude? You're crazy. But, like, think about it. You go to a Mighty Taco, a restaurant, and they give you a cup and they fill it with pop. It's already cold out of the tap. There's way more pop in there without the ice. Yep. It makes no sense. 
Mm-hmm. And don't even get me started with water with lemon. Why? Why do I go to a restaurant and order a water and it comes with a lemon? Did I say put a lemon in my water? Because some cheap-ass people want to make lemonade with it. Dude, it... It, I don't even understand it. They're like, oh, can I get lemon in my water? I like could, three slices and then some sugar. And you're like, you're making lemonade, bitch. I could understand like, if I was like, give me a water. Can you put a lemon slice in it? Okay, damn it. I, I want a water, not a dirty-ass bar lemon in my water. Like, I don't get it. Dirty-ass So, you know, coming back to the mingle thing, that's how I... That's how I start conversations because I'm that weird. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. That's have solid. Two long term relationships. I don't know how to date, bro. I'm 27. I'm just gonna be with my dog forever. That's so, fair. Your yeah. dog's awesome. I don't love my dog. I fucking love your dog. I do. She's great. She's awesome. She is. But let's get you. Let's get you out there. Let's yeah. get you on like one of our first Patreon things. Will be <laughs> like we'll set up like a, a, a match dot com like video <laughs> for you. Fast dating things. We'll put you in like a little bow tie with some nerdy glasses, yeah. and we'll have you be like, "Hi, I'm Dave." <laughs> Uh, Hi, I'm Dave. I'm, I'm Dave. Like, like how you do the voice for me, where you're like, my name is Daniel. We'll have yeah. you do that. Yeah, we'll play Call of Duty. He'll get on and be like, my name's Dan. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm a swell guy. Yeah. I play Call of Duty and I'm Batman. Oh, oh, we can meet in the middle, too. Right. So you, so Match.com video, right? And you're like, Hi, my name is Dave Brick, right? And you have, like, the big frames. You have a bow tie on, right? Your shirt's, like, buttoned all the way up, right? Mm-hmm. You got, got to look, like, ultra nerdy 100%. and presentable. And you're like, I like, uh, I'm a teacher. I like uh, I like playing with my dog. I like playing video games. I specifically like Call of Duty. Hey, you fucking camping asshole! <laughs> you camping piece of shit! How dare you do that? Fuck you! I hope you get... Anyway, I really like doing that. <laughs> Have you ever played Call of Duty? Anyone that's ever listened to this that's played Call of Duty knows the rage within that game. The people that play it are unmatched. I could be as calm as Kool-Aid, bro. I could be sitting there talking about, you know, butterflies and rainbows, and then I could stop on a dime and die from some asshole in the corner with a shotgun not moving, and I will rage for 20 seconds, and then I come back to my butterflies and rainbows. Like, that's just the game. Yep, that's, that's the, game. the game. And it's just, that's the way that's Call God. of Duty's always been, since high school, since till now. It's never changing. Yeah. Just like Budways will never change without us. Yeah. Just like NTC will change. Right. Just like our friendship will never change, buddy. 100%. I yeah. love you so much, man. Too, I'm so glad you were able to come and be here with us tonight, dude. Dude, I appreciate I really it, man. I, 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 I love doing this with you. I know. And you'll be back. We have – Um, I still want to get – I'll preview this now. We've been talking about – you, me, and Steve have been talking about doing an episode where we do uh, the Hot Ones pack. And we go through it and we do hot different hot sauces on a pack of wings. And I think that'd be fun to do around our birthday. So let's that'd be cool. Let's let's think about doing that yeah, for for our that. birthday that episode. That would be such a cool cool episode. Yeah, that'd be really fun. I wish there was a way to like video that. We could do that, and then we could just have Throw it, it on like the Facebook. Yeah, page. if I get like the Facebook page, or if yeah, I put it on Patreon, if enough people want it, and we start a Patreon and I don't know like what that do is, things like yeah. that. So Patreon is like. Um, pages that support artists specifically. It's like extra content. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so yeah. like a lot of podcasts do it. A lot of Twitch streamers will do yeah. it if they're like, you want to see this content? This is mm-hmm. only available on here. So you pay like right. four, you donate like five bucks a month and you right. get that or whatever. 
But we could do all that quality content. We have the capture card here for the Switch now, so we can we can do streams cool. through the precinct now. So that'd if you cool. ever wanted to do streams here, we could always do that stuff here. Yeah, that's but cool. But you'll be back. You'll yeah. be we'll all be here doing our thing together. Dude, right? I love it. Um, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Twitch, uh, plug all that one more time for us so that we get all that. Um, all right. Yeah. So my Twitch again, uh, it, that's the one thing I care about growing the most. Honestly, any growth, like one person listening could go follow me and that's enough to me for me to be like, yo, we're going to keep this train going. Fuck yeah. Um, so Texas Dave one oh one underscore, um, is the Twitch handle. Um, and my Instagram's the same. My Instagram is TexasDave101 underscore. So check it out. Um, I appreciate it. I really do. Anyone that, that's listening that wants to go check me out, I, I feel like you won't be disappointed. Yeah, go check Dave out because he's such an awesome dude. And Appreciate that, man. Yeah, and you say shit worth listening to, and you're someone worth paying attention to, and I wouldn't just say that about people, even if you were a close friend. I appreciate Sometimes that. I would just like blow you off and be like, eh, yeah. you know, he's fine. Like, yeah, I wouldn't give you the endorsement. But I appreciate you the that. honesty. I yeah, do. of course. Yeah. Um, for us, as always, you could follow us on Twitter at Average Ord Pod. We're on Facebook as Your Average Ordinary. Uh, Instagram is Average Ordinary Pod. And um, just follow, like, subscribe, and look for other shows on our network, too, because we have so many amazing things on BICBP dash radio. Dot com. We have so many podcasts to look forward to every week and to listen to. Uh, next week, we will have Randy on. Um, I would be amiss before we go, Dave, if I didn't wish all the mothers out there a happy Mother's Day, including ours. I know our mothers do so much for us. They go above and beyond. I would not be here where I am without my mother. She sacrificed so much. Like We lived in a one-bedroom apartment while she funded me going to you know cardinal O'Hara high school um you know if you look at the ring on my finger i still wear my cardinal O'Hara high school ring and i'm 27 because she spent like the last check she had to her name to give me this this stupid ring mm-hmm. and i looked at her and i was like mom i'm gonna wear this ring and get your money's worth and i've worn it every day since so i that hits the heart like a happy mother's day to every mother out there especially my mom mm-hmm. i love her to death honestly I wouldn't be here without yeah. her. So my mom listens to the show every week, whether I tell her to or not. Mom, I love you so much. Thank you for always supporting me so much, and thank you for being just superwoman to me and my brothers. I I love you so much. I love you so so very much. Anybody who's uh, mothered me over the course of my life, who I've looked up to, and who has ever cared for me. Thank you for all of that. Thank you to all the mothers out there who are working their hardest for their kids because it's a hard thing to do. Mm. And we appreciate you and we look up to you as men. Sometimes we think we couldn't do it like the job you have. And Not like, at all. Yeah. And it's, we just we admire that so much. Um, I'll say a happy Mother's Day to my fiance, to being our cat mom. Uh, one day it'll be a real child at some point in the future. But I can't wait for that day. Oh, God. Little Jerry Curl Dan running around. <laughs> He'll be wearing his Batman undies in no time. Yeah. Um, but like and subscribe and follow us. Um, follow Dave on Twitter. Subscribe to him on Twitch. Uh, Randy will be here next week. We'll be back next week, same time. For now, me and Dave will sign off the same way we did last time. One, two, three. See ya! See ya.